Hello and welcome to The 1909, the podcast that takes an in-depth look at some of the state news's biggest stories while bringing in new perspectives from the reporters who wrote them. I'm your host, Katie Kelly, and today we will be discussing MSU's decision to suspend in-person classes because of COVID-19, students' responses to this, and the cancellation of sports, shows, and other events so far. Wednesday, March 11th, President Samuel L. Stanley Jr. emailed the MSU community announcing that all in-person classes would be suspended due to COVID-19 until April 20th. He recommended that students return to their permanent residences and recently encouraged students to work their jobs remotely. Many students decided to celebrate this announcement by going out to the bars. Here to join us is academics reporter Carly Graham. Thanks for joining us, Carly. Thanks for having me. So, Wednesday after this announcement, you and another reporter, Wendy Guzman, went out to the bars to kind of see what was popping. So, what did you see when you went to the bars? I saw long lines. Wendy and I walked around for a while. We got off at the first Grand River stop on the 31, and so we were just like right outside Peanut Barrel. We kind of wanted to see what was going on there. We didn't see much of a line, so we just walked down until we saw a couple places. We went by the Riv. There was nothing going on there. But then when we got to Abbott, we saw the longest line I've ever seen at Harper's, and then I saw people rounding the corner at Rick's, and then we walked up a little bit to find Dublin Square, and it was just madness. There were so many people, and all of them were like so almost like ridiculously funny. They were all just like a little bit confused as to why we were there, and I don't know. It was really interesting that in times of crisis, that was what the MSU community was like, yeah, this is, this is a good time. Yeah, when you talked to people, when you interviewed them, what what were they saying? A lot of them mentioned that this was kind of like a last hurrah for them before they headed back home. A lot of people were really, really excited that classes were canceled, and a lot of people were getting the rest of the week pushed back, and all their professors were like, we're just going to try next week when we got everything worked out and figured out. And so since they had like the rest of the week off, they figured might as well have a good time this last day before we have to head home and kind of hang out with friends before all of that happens and stuff like that. Yeah, one of the suggestions right now is to not go in large groups of people. So when you talk to them, did they have any concerns that they were in very long lines and very close proximity with other people? Not that I saw. Most people were... I think less concerned because most of the people at our college are not in a super at-risk population. The worst that we'll most likely get is the flu, anything like that, nothing that'll be super terrible to us. So I think it was kind of one of those things where they're like, well, we'll risk it. Harper's has those $2 Coronas, might as well make the most of the deal while you can. We also got some cool photos from people on the photo desk or from Matt Schmucker on the photo desk. Um... There were a few people in suits. Yeah, we saw at Harper's that there were two people in line in hazmat suits, and they were they were definitely like a key moment of the night when Wendy and I were making our rounds through the different bars. We were going back between lines, seeing what was up, seeing how long people had waited and stuff like that. They were kind of our markers, 
and watching them move forward as the night went on. They like I think we probably made like three or four rounds and each time we got there, they had moved up a little bit in line. But they were like everyone was taking pictures of them on their Snapchats and we were we got off the bus and we were walking behind them for a little while and people on Grand River were driving by and taking pictures of them outside of their cars. And I think that they kind of brought like a lighthearted perspective to the crisis that is currently at hand. They definitely provided like a lot of fun for people. And I think that the fact that they had like an empty six pack of Coronas was really f- funny and people were People responded really well to that, and also they were, you know what, keeping themselves safe, you could say that, so. Yeah, I guess for yourself, like, as a reporter, how does this experience kind of compare to some of the other assignments you've been on? This is, I think, probably by far the most fun I've ever had reporting. Um, A lot of people responded really well to what was happening. People were all over Twitter when Wendy and I were live tweeting, And they were like, this is the most MSU thing I've ever seen. People were joking about it. It's like, I can't believe people are in this long of a line. Like, if you're going to risk illness, at least go somewhere better than Harper's. And all of the quotes were just so funny. And Wendy and I were cracking up all night. And then when we were hanging out, we found Matt, and he came to take photos. And then we ran into a couple other people we knew. And it was just so much fun, like getting to see everyone and talking with everyone. And it was a really late night, but when we, like, turned in that story at 3 a.m. after we got back, it was just, like, I don't know. It was kind of something I was proud of in a weird way. Like, I know that it wasn't super hard-hitting news, but it was really fun, and people liked it, and they responded to it really well. So I think that was cool. Is there anything else you want to say about this assignment? I would just say that it was really, really cool seeing all the positive reactions online. I think that having people, like, send me tweets and people telling me that, oh, this article was shared, like, in my friend's group chat and they really liked it, I think that was really cool. Like, getting positive responses to anything you work on is just really nice. And I liked the positive energy that circulate like that was circulating around the night, despite how much negativity is surrounding the COVID nineteen virus. Yeah, I enjoyed the live tweets. They were great. Thank you. All right, thank you so much for joining us, Carly. Thank you for having me. In light of COVID nineteen. Several university-related events have been canceled, including the Big Ten Tournament, March Madness, and several shows at the Wharton Center. On Thursday, it was announced that the NCAA had canceled the men's and women's basketball tournaments and March Madness. I'm here with sports editor Chase Michelson. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me, Katie. Okay, so a lot has happened, and we don't have time to unpack everything, but March Madness is canceled. Can you talk about that? Yeah, the uh, word came down on Wednesday that the NCAA tournament would be played without fans, or at least without major crowds, with families or, you know, small, essential personnel, that sort of thing. Um, 
and there were ideas coming around about whether venues would be changed since there's no point in having it in a football stadium if you're only going to have 200 people there, uh, things like that. And then as the reality of this pandemic um, came into focus and conference tournaments were canceled on Thursday morning, sort of en masse, um, it became clear that in all likelihood the NCAA tournament would be at, at the minimum postponed, and then we got the news around 4.30 that it had been altogether canceled, which was pretty... It was not surprising because I think we all expected it. We knew it was coming. Um, and yet, it was. You know, it's... it's even, even if you know, even if you're forewarned that the world is going to be turned upside down, it's still pretty shocking when it actually happens. And I know, like, for example, like in your world, the fact that Broadway is shutting down altogether... Um, is is pretty incredible, right? I mean, like, you, you wouldn't expect that to happen ever, right? I mean, no. that's an institution of New York. And March Madness is the same way. And so no men's NCAA tournament, no women's NCAA tournament, no spring sports altogether, um, which hasn't happened since World War II. So it's it's all pretty it's all pretty surprising. It's all pretty crazy. No spring sports. What is that looking like on your end as like sports editor? Well, there is no longer sports to cover. Um, Michigan State will not be competing. Um, baseball, softball, track. Um, these sports won't happen um, this season. They won't have a season. Uh, it it appears as though there's a waiver um, that's coming out that's going to allow. Um, seniors that uh, would have had their final spring season this season um, to recoup an extra year of eligibility um, as long as they stay in school. And I think this will be an opportunity for a lot of them to potentially um, start master's series and things like that. So that that part's good. Um, But they will have an opportunity to compete next season, which is a a good good step by the NCAA. Um, There's conversations about whether that could be extended to winter sports, which would mean um, that potentially we could have maybe not seen the last of senior basketball players. So theoretically, if this waiver were to to come down, that the Cassius Winstons of the world could potentially return for a fifth season. Um, even if that waiver were to happen, I wonder if people like Cassius would come back or would want to kind of end their journey and move on um so it's everything's up in the air right now um the only thing that's for sure is that nothing's happening this year which is alarming but pretty clearly necessary yeah when it comes to tickets do people get refunds like yeah so people are going to be refunded i mean the the structure of how these things get ticketed in the first place is kind of weird because we didn't know who was playing where so there's less there were less tickets sold yet than you might kind of expect um, but everything's going to be refunded the NCAA is going to take a huge hit I mean this is going to cost them probably over a billion dollars um, because CBS pays a lot of money to broadcast the NCAA tournament no tournament no TV money um Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta was supposed to hold the Final Four, the 80,000 seats. Um, and they are not cheap seats. Uh, those aren't being paid for anymore. So this is going to affect the NCAA. Uh, 
I don't think that we need to start a collection. They have a lot of money. Um, but it, it could have a, a long-lasting impact in terms of how uh, we look at questions of whether players should be paid in the future. Um, that's been something that's had some momentum. Laws have been passed in California and Florida and other places to allow um, players to be paid for their name and likeness. And I wonder if the NCAA saying, well, you know, we sort of had a, a year without rain here. You know, there's no crops. All of a sudden, there's no money. You know, in their words, there's no money um, to pay athletes. So it's there are a lot of negatives. Um, I guess the, 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 the big positives are that it looks like the seniors in the spring sports are going to get a chance to compete next season. And that the positive is that it, it, it was still the right move. As difficult as it's going to be and as strange as it's going to be to not have an NCAA tournament, um, it will be the first time in my life, be the first time since 1939. Um, it's, it's the right move because I, I don't think anyone has a full grasp on, on this virus. And we know that it's something that can disproportionately affect um, older people, people that are immunocompromised and things like that, and just having thousands of people from different cities come together um, is, you know, a really bad idea. So, Is there anything else you want to say? Um, I, I definitely feel bad for a lot of people, but uh, sort of the main people, I guess, from, from our standpoint are the athletes that didn't get a chance to complete their seasons. Um, so whether it's Cassius Winston... Um, at Michigan State, you know, Michigan State was really rallied into form. This men's team um, was playing probably their best basketball of the entire season, and they're not going to get a chance to play in the NCAA tournament. Um, the University of Dayton is a mid-major school that was having the greatest season in school history. Um, Obi Toppin might win National Player of the Year. People don't win National Player of the Year at Dayton. That doesn't happen. Um, they were probably going to be a one seed. They will not have a chance to compete in this tournament. Rutgers um, was in line to get their first NCAA tournament bid since 1991. That's not going to happen. Lamar Stevens at Penn State needed seven more points to become the all-time leading scorer in the history of Penn State basketball. Not the proudest tradition, but still, he won't get that opportunity. So there, there, it's that's sad. Um, Sabrina Ionescu is probably the most decorated women's player of the last 10, 15 years, I guess, non-UConn division. She's not going to get a chance to win a national championship this season. Um, she'll move on to WNBA. So uh, that part of it is sad. The the lack of completeness, the, the, the idea that um, y- you don't pause a movie after an hour and a half, right? You, you watch the last 30 minutes. You know what I mean? There's no, it, things haven't, things haven't ended. And that's, that's a strange feeling to know that it just all of a sudden ending kind of in the middle of the night. So it's still the right move, but from just a sports fan's perspective, it's bizarre to not have sports for the foreseeable future. Um, typically, there's two days in July during the MLB All-Star break where there's basically no sports. And one of those days, ESPN hosts the ESPYs Awards show for athletes. Um, other than that, there's sports on 363 days a year, and there's nothing, and that's weird. That's so, so weird. Thanks for joining us, Chase. Thanks, Kitty. 
Thanks again for joining us this week on the 1909, the podcast that takes an in-depth look at some of the state news's biggest stories while bringing in new perspectives from the reporters who wrote them. You can follow us on Twitter at The S News, on Instagram at State News, and on statenews.com. We will be back next week to unpack some more stories.